0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about the predicted extinction of realtors and mortgage brokers. It used to be the case that in the old days, knowledge was power. In many ways, it was perceived that in order to complete a real estate transaction or real estate financing, you needed access to someone with inside knowledge of the process in order to navigate the complexities of a transaction used to be the case that information about a specific property was hidden in a database that only the brokers had access to. Today, almost any information can be searched online. Some of it requires paying a small fee in some areas, but it's mostly freely accessible. So if the real estate broker or the mortgage broker isn't required for you to get information, why do you need them? Information falls into two categories. Number one, information about the property That is either timeless or what happened in the past, and number two, information about what people intend to do in the future. Info in the first category doesn't require broker. You can find the legal description, the assessed value, the property dimensions, any liens on title, all using online resources. If there's a lot of choice out there, investors can often do the research themselves using online tools. But if you're looking for something specific, the proverbial needle in a haystack, that information is unlikely to be contained. In a searchable form online for example if you're looking for a warehouse space with a minimum 18 foot height clearance and no less than 40 feet between columns there's no field in the mls database that will quickly enable you to filter out all of the other listings and narrow down to the one or two that maybe fit that criteria in particular you have no visibility of space that might be coming free in the next six months that hasn't appeared online yet the goal of the broker is to compress time frames to lubricate the relationship-building process between buyers and sellers, between landlords and tenants, and between borrowers and lenders. Many people approach these types of business transactions with a healthy degree of skepticism and mistrust. But if the seller has a relationship of trust with their broker, and the buyer has a relationship of trust with their broker, the amount of time spent in due diligence can be reduced significantly. Some people think that what's being brokered is the property, But in many ways, what's being brokered is trust and relationship. The same is true on the lending side. Lenders can waste a lot of time with borrowers who won't qualify. By requiring the broker to qualify the borrower before bringing the file to the lender, the lender can save lots of time. And the borrower, too, saves lots of time by increasing their chances of having a successful financing. Lenders often decline a loan for reasons that have nothing to do with the borrower, They may be facing other constraints in their business that can cause a loan to be declined, and the broker can navigate the web of relationships and get an early view as to whether a lender is likely to do the deal or not. Yes, the rules say that the broker gets paid for closing a sale, for signing a lease, or closing a loan. That is what's being brokered. But the true commodity that's being traded is time. Time to perform due diligence, time to develop a relationship, and time to develop trust. It's that trust that enables the brokers to predict the future. Online resources only show what's in the past. An MLS listing won't tell you whether a landlord is willing to subdivide a parcel in the future or what they might be willing to negotiate in terms of tenant improvements. Principals in a property often have a lifestyle that's incompatible with the pace of a real estate transaction. They might not answer a call at 10 p.m. or on a Saturday. Part of a broker's job is to be interrupted, to be available to answer questions. And even on the residential side, brokering is not dead. If you have a client that's looking for a three-bedroom townhouse in a neighborhood and the same builder built 400 of them, they're all identical. Well, maybe in that case, a broker isn't required. But if the client is looking for an end unit with an oversized garage, that unique product won't be as much of a commodity. A well-connected broker can add a tremendous amount of value to the entire process by matching the right buyer and seller together. Simply having a business card that lists a license to operate in an area isn't enough. The true value of a broker is the relationships that they've developed over time. This takes the broker years to develop. It doesn't happen overnight. And that's why the more established brokers get the lion's share of the business. They have the strongest relationships, and they've established the longest track record in the marketplace. And after all, that's what's being brokered, not the property. So when you go out into the marketplace and look for a broker, whether you're looking to transact real estate or complete a financing the track record, and the reputation of the broker in the community, and the quality of the relationships are the first two things I believe you should be evaluating. So you think about that. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.